Welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand podcast. I am your host, Josh. This week is a solo show. Well, kind of solo. I do have my cat, Noosh Noosh, next to me. So if you hear her in the background, I am sorry. She likes to hang out. Recently, she's become a studio cat. This week, I'm just going to open it up with uh, something that really just got to me this week. And I'm surprised that I'm the only one bringing it up. I walked into the gym earlier this week, and the guy behind the counter was working on some homework, which, you know, that's a, that's a great job for you. You hang out at the counter, scan people in as long as you're up there and everything looks clean then who cares what you're doing and i walk in and the kid's doing a word search and i look at him i was like what grade are you in so i'm a freshman i was like freshman in high school no 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 college i'm going for my bachelor's and he's doing a, a word search not even a crossword puzzle a crossword puzzle you have to know clues and facts and you can tie a crossword puzzle into stuff you're learning with vocabulary i get that this is a word search the letters are all there find the word and highlight it how hard is that? That is what I do as a hobby or something to kill time when I'm on an airplane. That's not shit that you should be doing for school. That's not schoolwork. That's an after-school activity. That, that's, that's something that you do in the house on a rainy day. I, I don't get how this kid isn't angry. So there was no one behind me in line, and I asked him. I said, dude, you're not upset by this? Why, man? It's easy work. I said, yeah, I, I get it. It's easy. But how much are you paying for school? So, well, my parents are paying for it. I said, all right, but how much are they paying for school? Is it a lot? I mean, it's got to be a lot. You're going to college. You know, every year is like ten grand. I said, and you don't care that you're paying $10,000 to do what people do for hobbies? Well, I just need to pass. That's, that's right. But you should be upset because the goal of school is to better yourself and learn. If you're not able to do that, then what the hell are you doing? You're just wasting everybody's time. You're jerking off into a ceiling fan. Like, I don't want to deal with it. It's just that serious over oversimplification of shit, uh, making terms sound better. It's, it's the slow and gradual progression of us just trying to out-dumb each other. Like, here's another example of, of shit that has to change. It's the verbiage that has to change, and it drives me nuts because let's just call it what it is. Uh, I, I saw something like the Amazon stores are now having to accept cash because people were discriminated against, and the people who were discriminated against were the unbanked. The unbanked. What the hell does that even mean? Uh, you, you're not unbanked. You choose not to have a bank account. There's, there's not a financial institution out there that I know who is going to be like, no, I'm turning you down for whatever. I, I don't want to do business with you. You have money, but I don't want to do business with you. If you screwed them over, I don't blame them. I mean, these things are for profit. Banks aren't you know, non-profit entities. It's not the Red Cross. And it's just crazy to me that you have to simplify it down to the unbanked so that people don't feel like they've been discriminated against. They have to change those words. And let's call it what it is, just people doing a bank account. People who don't have a debit card or access, I don't even want to say access, people who just don't go and get a bank account. Because that kind of ties into they don't either know how or are just completely that lazy. There was an article that I was reading that millennials in school couldn't figure out how to vote from, uh, what was it, like a proxy ballot? 
because they couldn't figure out where to get a stamp. How do you how do you not know where to get a stamp? If you were an adult in college and you don't have the wherewithal to get a stamp, you damn well don't have the wherewithal to be an employee. Just think about that for a second. You have a guy in a boardroom in 10 years because he's got a great degree. That's what it's supposed to do for you. Not anymore, but that's what it's supposed to do for you. And he's unable to get a stamp. He doesn't know how to do that. So so who's doing the work for this guy? Because he is obviously too stupid, too stupid to be able to perform any task or job. It it just, it goes into that. Just we need to figure out a way to better, better teach our, our kids and youth. I mean, that, that critical thinking skill, that is not out there anymore. It doesn't exist. That common sense, I don't know if it's ever going to come back. I, it's, it's scarier. Um, but, you know, it, we were joking about it at work. Uh, we were talking about a, acute environment syndrome. And this is a syndrome where people come into a establishment, a business, and as soon as they get in there, whatever their main purpose is for that place of business, whether it's grocery store, they forget what they're coming in for, or, you know, they walk into a bank and forget the hell they're coming in for, they go to the doctor's office and and can't tell you what the hell's wrong with them. You've seen these people, we've all run into them where they walk into our job or our store or our business and whatever we're doing, you're just like, what the hell? Have you never been into an establishment before? Do you not know how to act in public? And so we were talking about it. And then the guy who brought it up was like, oh yeah, dude, I totally made that up. It's just a joke, but it sounds so real. It sounds so real when you're thinking about it because all of us have experienced these people who just, it it makes no sense how they are able to tie their shoes and get through their day. How do they make it out the door in the morning? It seems like it's damn near impossible for them to even manage the simplest of tasks when you see them. How do they brush their teeth? How do they take a shit? How do they wipe their own ass? It feels like, well, maybe I don't want to get into that. Anyway, uh, a few other things too. Uh, and this is a little bit more on a happy thought. Well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but I've been recently having all those thoughts where like, oh, I can tell that I am starting to move into that next generation. I'm getting a little bit older. And it really started when I was shopping. My wallet's starting to go to crap. And I've already started carrying my wallet in my front pocket because apparently that's an older person thing to do too. But I realized, oh, I think it's time to switch over to a money clip. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, shit. All those old guys, they all knew exactly what was going on. That's why they have a money clip. It's taken me this long in my life to get to the point where a money clip now is practical and makes sense. And I don't know how to explain it, but there's going to be guys out there that are like, I fucking know exactly what you're talking about. Like another one, though, is when I was talking to my buddy earlier this week, we were on the phone. And it's it's one of those things that you can really start to tell, like, oh, our, our conversation has changed. It went from talking about what we did for the weekend and girls and all that kind of fun stuff and all the partying that we did to, hey, man, I'm going in for my colonoscopy this week. And you're like, oh, shit. We started talking about medical procedures. That's what old people do. That's that's how they, they keep their network connected. They share medical procedures and, and stuff with each other. And then we check in with each other to make sure we're doing okay after those procedures. And that way you always have people trying to call your house. So if you fall down when you're 80 and you break your hip, all the other 80-year-olds that you've talked to your medical procedures about for the last 40 years, 50 years, will all be a little concerned about you. Because if one person calls you every Sunday, one person calls you every Wednesday, you can usually make it two or three days on the floor if you had to until help arrives. But that's what it is. It's just that network of keeping people. 
and it, it's it comes with age. I mean, God willing, we all get there. And you 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 see those those practices these these people do, all that kind of stuff that just ah, oh, I, I wish I would have thought about that years ago. Like one is, I learned how to clean a blender from Rihanna. All right, so I know that sounds weird, and it wasn't personally. She wasn't in my house. I'm like, hey, bitch, you're doing this wrong. But I was watching one of those morning shows, and my whole life I've always, you know, taken my blender, pulled it all apart, washed it all by hand, throw it in the dishwasher. And so she was on one of these cooking shows. I don't know why she was cooking. Maybe to teach me this one skill. She's like, I got one thing, so you guys throw a recipe together. And the producer is like, all right, we can do that for you. She's like, just make sure that I have a fucking blender on stage because I'm going to show people shit. Anyway, so when they're done with their segment, she's like, I'm going to show you all how to clean a blender. And I was like, the bitch going to pull it apart and just wash it. All right, let's see it. Let's go. And really what it was is she filled it with a little bit of soap and water, put it back on the actual blender stand, put the lid on, and just hit blend. I was like, fuck. That's like the most ultimate jacuzzi in there with all them bubbles and all the soap. That's the perfect way to clean a blender. And of course, it's going to clean out all the crap that was in the bottom and the hard places to get to because... That's how it got there. It got blended into it. So now I'm blasting water through that. Perfect. And it was this real crystallizing moment for me. Real crystallizing moment that, damn, I'm dumber than Rihanna. And when you, I, I don't even know if I was Rihanna. Maybe I shouldn't be, be saying it about her because I, I don't know if it was her. I can't remember. Maybe it was Kesha or something like that. I don't know. But it was just one of those people, one of those artists that you look at and you're like, God, they just they present themselves so dumb on Instagram and out in public. That there's no possible way that there's any intelligence behind them. And, you know, I guess that ties into as they as people get older, they're supposed to get wiser. I mean, but then again, you always have those those stupid retards that just can't figure that shit out. Because what was it, like a 64-year-old man just got cited, I think, for shining a laser pointer in Tom Brady's eyes? Like, fuck, are you serious, dude? You're 64 years old and you're getting fined and not indicted, that's the wrong word, but charged with shining a laser pointer in someone's eyes in a large professional sport event, sporting event. You're telling me that you you didn't know that was wrong? Like, you didn't know that that was just the dumbest shit in the world? You're 64 years old, and you haven't learned that lesson? I mean, it's it's beyond comprehension how ridiculous that is. 14 year old kids do that. 14-year-old punk-ass kids do that. And I'll be a little bit more of a fine point to that. 14-year-old punk-ass boys. Because girls don't do stupid shit like that. You know, we were talking about it the other day on another episode that we were recording. And I don't know if that one's going to come out or not because uh, we had some issues with our recording stuff. So um, if it doesn't, I mean, at least you'll know where we're coming from. We were talking about the difference between men and women. And uh, I told a story on there where there was a guy... Uh, when I was doing one of those icebreaker, those corporate icebreaker things, and he did a difference between men and women opening icebreaker. It was the only one. It was one of those. It was the only icebreaker that I've ever really done that I enjoyed because it was very practical. It showed it showed a real kind of like, oh, that's that's a fun fact that no one really knows. It was really short because it was a five minute little thing, and that was it. And I love that. Um, but it showed a like a real clear distinct difference between men and women and the question was the guy went out and said hey uh, all right all the guys who have ever stuck their tongue on a nine volt battery raise your hand and every guy in this place raised his hand right after that he said all right every every woman in here who has 
ever stuck her uh, tongue on a 9-volt battery, raise her hand. And not a single woman. And the women had this look of shock on their face as they looked around the room and they realized, oh, we've never done this. I mean, and the room was split pretty evenly. It's like 50, 50, 25 on each side. And the women, not a single one had ever done that. And to me, that's, that's, that's an act that everybody, I, I thought before this, this event or this little uh, question was ubiquitous. I thought every single guy, woman, man on this planet, everybody has stuck their tongue on a 9-volt battery if they have a 9-volt battery. And it never occurred to me you wouldn't. Because as soon as my brother, when I was 8 years old, said, hey, if you stick your tongue on that 9-volt battery, it will shock you. I was like, well, it hurt me. He's like, it won't kill you, but, you know, it'll kind of tingle. And I was like, oh, I have to try that. I have to see what that experience feels like. And I don't think a lot of women have that same feeling. I think a lot of women totally understand that it is it, it, exactly what it's going to feel like. They're able to kind of envision that emotionally. They, they're like, oh yeah, I can remember when I had that weird feeling that I didn't like, or maybe it's something else. But guys are just like, I have to try that. It's the same reason that when we're younger too, we always put like hairspray on our hand and light it on fire just because we want to see what it will feel like. You know, we always make sure we're safe and we have a pool next to us and we have to jump in or something like that or a hose nearby. Uh, hopefully we have a buddy we can trust who will put us out if we really catch a blaze. I don't know. Be like that guy in the uh, White House lawn yesterday. Saw he lit himself on fire. I'm not sure what that does anymore as a protest. I just, what, what the hell are you trying to accomplish? I am going to commit suicide in front of all these people. And... You know, you could go shoot yourself if you really wanted to. Setting yourself on fire makes a much a much of a what is it a louder a louder statement. I just unless you're that monk where you're gonna sit there completely like stone silent and just let yourself burn. But if you're gonna light yourself on fire and run like a zombie from The Walking Dead, where it's just on bla- a blaze and falling out of windows and crap, it, it doesn't work. You have to be completely still like that monk. That guy made sense. That's a statement because you look at that photo and you're like, he's on fire. And he is not even freaking out about that. That's pretty surprising. I mean, that's a skill. He trained for that. He's got a real statement to be made like, hey, I'm going to remain calm in this burning chaos. All right? You guys are all crazy around me. You guys can't figure shit out at a government level, personal level, social level. But I'm going to remain calm in the middle of all of your bullshit chaos. And here's me remaining calm in this, this singular chaos of this fire around me. It is such an extreme way to go out that it just is almost unbelievable when you see it. I think it, for a lot of people, that photo in particular, it's almost hard to put yourself in that that situation, to see that in person. It just doesn't compute because it's so outside the realm of normal. You know, I know it messed with me a little bit when I was a little bit younger. One of the earlier shows that I went to was the Flaming Lips. Great show. They're pretty a cool band, a little bit out there if you, if you haven't picked them up. I mean, they had an album that was four discs. It was meant to be played on four separate CD players with different equalizers and everything. And you were supposed to start them all at the same time, and depending on how you changed your settings, uh, it'd be almost like a different album every time. I mean, it was, re- it was really kind of cool conceptual, and it worked. You know, It was one of those fun things that you did in college when, when you were partying and everything. And then maybe the night slowed down. You go put on these four CDs and try to see what it comes out to. And it really was like a different album each time. That or we were too drunk and just didn't remember it. 
But anyway, uh, Flame and Lips, we were at the show, and during one of their happier songs, uh, they had all these jumbotrons all throughout the the venue. And on the jumbotron, they just had an image, and I think it was from Vietnam, or maybe it was somewhere in China, of a guy just getting shot in the head over and over again. And this video played for the entirety of the seven-minute song the entire time in the background. And I was just like, holy shit. And I'm sitting there as 14 years old, and I hadn't seen maybe 13, 14. And, I mean, I'm in America. I lived in a pretty decent neighborhood. I didn't see that kind of violence you know, I wasn't exposed to it for seven minutes at a time being able to analyze that video over and over and over again because in the course of seven minutes, this this 10-second clip is probably played, what, you know, 60 times? It, it, or way more than that, right? So as, as you're watching it, it was one of those things that just kind of seeped in and you always kind of remember it because you were so young and impressionable. I totally don't know how we got into this topic. Um, but, hey, great. Uh, one of the reasons that I'm doing this right now, just kind of give you guys uh, all a, a little heads up, is that we're trying to find out which software we like the best that works for us since we're doing this remotely, and uh, we're all trying to get the... the different gear that's going to work best for us. And so if you do like us, uh, throw it back up, throw us some suggestions, hit up, hit us up on t uh, Twitter at TOD Podcast. And uh, if you want to hear anything on the show, again, appreciate you listening. If you have anybody that uh, you think would enjoy this, please share the show, subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.